Welcome to the Plexus Education Leadership Podcast Series. Today we have our guest, Superintendent Jason Kozina from the Northwood Local School District in Northwood, Ohio. Bordering the city of Toledo, Northwood School serves over 1,000 students and has been ranked as a top seven school in their region for student progress. For the fourth consecutive year, the Toledo Blade has named Northwood Local School District as one of the top workplaces. Well, welcome again, everyone, to the Plexus Education Leadership Podcast. I'm David Linovers, one of the vice presidents of Plexus. And today I have with us Superintendent Jason Cozina from Northwood Local Schools, just south of Toledo. Is that correct? Just east. Just east of Toledo. Just east. Not too far yeah. from University of Michigan. There must be a little contention in that area. Yeah, there, there's a lot of Ohio State, Michigan fun up this way in Northwest <laughs> Ohio. That's that's a fun game in this area. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it looked like it's just like an hour away or so. Ann Arbor, just real close. Yeah, I'd, I'd say about forty-five minutes to an hour okay. up north, and uh, Columbus is only two and a half south. So there's uh, a lot of fans from both sides. In this area. <laughs> that rivalry is truly a storied one. You know, have fam- I have family members who are Buckeyes. Um, cousins and parents and everybody. So it's, it's always funny. And then I have a good friend who went to university of Michigan and I'm like, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. We, we get the best of all of it here. We're uh, close to Cleveland. We're close to Detroit. So that that's a rivalry with, oh, the, uh, especially with the tigers and uh, guardians. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're also the I 75 rivalry in our area, the university of Toledo and Bowling Green state university. Um, that's another big one. A lot of our teaching staff and uh, even support personnel went to one of those two colleges too. So we have a lot of fun with rivalries in this area. Some great rivalries. And yeah, I remember I was sharing with you earlier, my, my mother is a Bowling Green State alum, which is awesome. I'm like, oh, Bowling Green. I have to make sure I tell her. She's always like, oh, that's great. And then she'll tell me all of her stories. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For the ninth time. To- <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm a BG grad too, and uh, University of Finley grad, and great schools, great schools in the area. And you're working on your doctorate, correct? Uh, it, it's a it's a seven year plan. Yes, <laughs> it takes quite a bit of work to get there, but yes, it, I'm still in the process of that. And being a superintendent, family, community, school, and then trying to get your doctorate degree—that's it's huge. I mean, the doctorate degree alone is a massive undertaking. It is. And, and I'm fortunate. I have three great children. Um, my oldest graduated high school last year and is at the University of Toledo. Nice. Um, my, my daughter is a junior and my youngest is an eighth grader. So, you know, juggling all of their events and everything. And my wife, Melissa, works at the school as well. And oh, that's cool. we're fortunate. We've got some great kids and they, it keeps us busy. That's for sure. <laughs> It's true, especially the middle schoolers. They just keep you really busy. High school, definitely busy. It seems to slow down a yes. bit, just more event-driven, huh? Yeah, yeah. When when they get to that point of being able to drive, it really helps. Oh, it does. And we're trying to get someone over that hump right now, our 17 year like, please get your license. We need you yeah, to help take people to and from school. <laughs> we just need your Right. <laughs> just, just driving siblings around is a big, huge plus. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, I noticed... Um, I was thinking about something as as I was preparing was 
I was thinking about your first day on the job as a teacher. You know, I don't know if you remember that or you remember that feeling. It'd just be fun to hear a little bit about that. And then your first day as a superintendent, kind of the juxtaposition. It might be fun to hear your experience in that. Sure. Two different uh, school districts, but actually in the same county here in Wood County. Okay. Um, when I was a first-year teacher, 1999, dating myself there, um, my first day on the job really would have been a, a summer band camp. I was a band director oh, coming okay. out of college. Um at North Baltimore local schools, just down the road, about 45 minutes. Um, and, you know, you think you know what you're doing. You walk in there, you got a good idea of what you want to get in place. And then, uh, you know, you learn from there. Uh, very small school, a very small band program, um, was kind of on the, the downward turn and, uh, I was able to uh, go in there and learn a lot from those students, just mm. like they learned a lot from me. Yeah. Um, we, we, we worked there. I was the teacher there for six years, and the band program really turned around. Went from about 20 students to close to 80 before I left there. And Oh, wow. A lot of good leadership down there, a lot of great students, a lot of great years. Um, became the assistant principal there, then a principal within that district. Okay. Um, and then eventually came up the road to Northwood, where I'm at now. Um, was principal here in two different buildings and then uh, became superintendent here. And the, the first day on that job was, it was different because I was in that district when they named me superintendent. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. was towards the end of a school year. So everybody just started, you know, assuming you were knew everything and moved forward and had all the answers. And so you, you walk around with a lot of confidence and pretend you have all the answers and you get the answers when you don't have them. Um, but a very different experience because the first transition walking in brand new, uh, and the second transition having been in that district for a while, um, it paid some dividends in the second one. That's awesome. I mean, to be able to stay in the same school district, and you've been in Northwood for what, 15, 16 years almost? Ooh, yeah, I think this would be 16 years now. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. It, you've almost seen the kids all the way through. I mean, as a superintendent, you know, you have that, what, 12, 13 years you have them, but to see all those high schoolers come through year after year, it's, it's quite an achievement, especially they all grow up, don't they? They just really grow up fast. That's one of the greatest things about the job is just seeing the the students grow through time. And you, know, you first meet them as a 12 or 13 year old as a principal and seeing them go all the way to graduation. And now in this role, getting to know kids as kindergartners and That's being true. able to, to watch them grow into high school students and eventually graduate and shake each of their hands as they come across the stage. It's That's the best part of the job. Did you give a speech every year as a superintendent? You know, our graduation's a little different. It's very student-centered. Okay, nice. Um, it's about about 60 minutes, and I would say of that, you know, 10 is names and diplomas, and 30 is student speeches. Oh, that's um, nice. We, we have several students that will speak every year. Um, our principal will give a small speech. I do a little bit, but... We, we have it very student-centered. 
I like that because you're right. It is. It's the students. Achieve, it's everyone's achievement. But you're right. This, you're celebrating the student success and being yeah, and, able to help that, them through that. Yeah. Yes. That, that was put in long ago by uh, our, one of our former teachers, uh, Tim Laird had designed it and was a longtime senior class advisor. And, you know, when I came in, that was one of those, like, this is different, but it's cool. And we're going to keep it that way. That's really cool. And I have a senior this year graduating and I'm like, what's that graduation going to be like? And I'm like, another one. Oh, <laughs> they keep coming. Fun, no matter what. It's true. It's true. I, I love it. I do love it. You know, I like, I was reading, I think it was one of the articles that you were quoting. It's like what we have to do. We have to do what we need to do for our kids. And, and I love that you said that, you know, it's, that's a powerful statement because it's focused on the kids and with the kids come families and the families are part of all of that. So when you have a community like yours focused on the kids and then you get to be a part of that, like you already said, that's just an amazing opportunity to just keep striving to make it better. It's got to motivate you every day. Oh, absolutely. Um, since day one, you know, our, our vision here um, is student performance, student growth, student well-being. Mm. And I, I tell our staff it's not necessarily in that order. And whatever that student needs is what we have to try to give them to be successful in school. And if we, if we can't meet their their needs for well-being, they're not going to learn. And sometimes that means the families need some sort of assistance or we need to take our time and figure out what's really bothering a student and try to help them. Um, But that, that's our philosophy. And, you know, coming into the, to the superintendency in, uh, when was that? 18, 19. So kind of a learning year. And then we hit COVID and needs changed. And then we tried to bring students back from COVID and the needs changed. And now we are, you know, supposedly post COVID, but the needs are still there. Um, And it's, it's different depending on the situation of what we're going through as a district. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the, the great thing is that I think not only is our staff focused on those goals, but our community stays focused. And, and we're here to serve kids and that, if, if we don't have students, we don't have jobs. That's what it comes down to. That's true. That's very true. And you want parents to know they can count on you and your team to take care of everything and make sure that they feel empowered. And, you know, you mentioned the last five years and, and what quite a ride that's been. Um, did you see any populations within your district that were more affected than not affected? I mean, I, I know when I was reading about your district, you had said 60% of the students are low, low socioeconomic status and it will income, low income. And that's rough, you know, especially when it comes down to, you know, pandemics, the, the research is showing those in the low income get hit the hardest, unfortunately. Yeah, we, we have a, a population with a little bit more need than some other areas in our county. Yeah. Uh, we also have the highest that that's the highest rate in the county. We also have the highest rate of special education students in our county. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so there are there. Yeah. Um, so, but what our our staff knows that 
coming in. And, you know, we, we work really hard in our younger grades to identify the needs of students, to figure out um, what they need to be successful, what our teachers need to be successful. Um, and as long as we can get those kinds of things figured out at a young age, then we're able to help that student progress through. And, and that doesn't happen without some amazing teachers and right, principals right, and right. support staff and bus drivers even who, you know, realize a student has some issues that morning and call into the office and say, hey, take a look at this student today and make sure they're okay. Just the, the care that our staff has is, is phenomenal. I mean, it just melts my heart how much the people care. And, you know, bus drivers see those kids every day. I mean, if anybody sees the kids grow up, it's the bus drivers, isn't it? Their entire life just move. They get to know the them. First, first one they see, last one they see every school day for a large portion of our students. That's true. I remember taking the bus for years. I'm like, I love this person. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, they, you know, they're driving the kids on the field trips. They, they really do get. More than like, it's just amazing what they do. There was uh, Matthew Cheeseman, who's in North Carolina. He does some podcast things too. It's kind of fun talking to him about it. And he was saying, we should, we should do one like 13 years with a bus driver. Talk about the kids that they have seen grow up. I was like, that's true. That's true. It's such a good point. Yeah. One of the, the first things I did as superintendent was ride all the bus routes just oh. so I could have a better feel of where our routes were, students being picked up, things like that. Um, and I was really more looking at, I need to know where all the pickups are and where the bulks of students are for snow days. But what I learned on the flip side was, you know, we had bus drivers that would open the door, the kid would come on and they'd say, hey, mom, how you doing? You got a new car. I like your car. You know, and they just knew the families. Yeah. And you wouldn't think that they would have that opportunity, but it was such a short window to see everybody, but they really, bus drivers are, are undervalued in districts and, mm. you know, the, the impact that they can have on students is just as high important. It's true. Like you said, first thing you see in the day, first face and last face of the school yep. and having those bookends with great people does make such a big difference. Yeah. And, and that's one of the areas that's been toughest to fill in the last couple of years has been those those bus oh. driving routes, at, at least in our area. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've we've again been been very fortunate. We haven't had to uh, stop any transportation and we've got some newer drivers in the last couple of years and they do a great job. They do a great job. That's awesome. I, I love that you rode the buses and do you get a chance to see the kids a lot. Do you get to get out into the districts and visit with them and talk to the teachers? Yeah, we're again, small schools have uh, a benefit all their own. And yeah. until you work in one, you just don't know. Um, you know, my office is in a building. I walk across a parking lot and I'm in the building and it's K-12. Oh, that's and nice. I can go downstairs and see the whole elementary. I can go upstairs to the high school uh, we have one cafeteria that everybody uses throughout the day, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think uh, our teachers are not afraid to talk to me 
Um, tell me what they need. Tell me what, what's bothering them even on the given day. Um, but yeah, you know, walking through and seeing the kids, you have a bad day, go in the kindergarten classroom. <laughs> Your day will turn around in a heartbeat. Uh, go, go walk the halls and see the kids. And we're fortunate. I can just walk across a parking lot and do that every day. Oh, I love that you take advantage of that because you're right. That's why you're there is to, right. you know, we don't, obviously you love the kids because you care about them, but you like love their energy. You, you, everybody feeds off it and gets excited. And obviously you're working and you're tired at the end of the day. There's no doubt about that, but to have that smile, it does make the difference. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Right. I love to, I, I would visit my kids at their, elementary school once in a while and i would just go by for lunch i'm like you know what? i'm just gonna go have lunch and oh my kindergartner she loved it like you said it was just like oh well they all flock around hey what are you doing yep. here and we just talk and laugh and and it was just fun and then my daughter is a little bit older just a couple of years i'd show up and she'd be like dad what are you doing here why are you here <laughs> like, it's different with each with each child it's so different <laughs> My youngest, if I'm walking through the hallways, it's I don't want to see him. And my 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 oldest, he didn't care. It is it is so funny, and to this day, my youngest is still the same. Like, just runs into my arms no matter what. And she's a senior in high school, and my oldest one is like, Dad, it's good to see you. I love you. Yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you at home. It's okay. Exactly. Right. You know, it was fun to read. Um, I, I say it's fun. And I've had superintendents laugh at me. Like, I always find it interesting and fun to read the board meeting minutes. Like, I just, I, I, li- <laughs> I like it because it gives you a sense of what, what's happening and, and what, what agenda and what planning and, and things you have to do on a daily basis that are so easy to forget. And also the approval process, you know, and how involved the board is with the decisions and key things. And, it always makes me feel good because you f- it's easy to not understand the level of interaction that happens up to even, you know, recognizing, I think it was the choir and the solo performances of the, pe- of the kids that showed up to be recognized. And, you know, I have my whole, my whole kids have been choir solo musicians their whole lives. So that's, I was like, oh, that was near and dear to my heart just because I've been so involved with that. But I was, I was thinking about one of the things you had on there too, which was, the solar array that's been approved. So what are you guys doing with that? Yeah. Well, first, you know, our, our board, I can't say enough about our board. Mm-hmm. They've stuck together. They are a cohesive unit. They, you know, share their opinions as needed, but it's professional. Um, we have, we have a fantastic supportive board of education, which you can't say everywhere. Yeah. Um, we like to recognize student groups and bring groups into the board meetings and and they enjoy that. They enjoy hearing what the students are doing and seeing that because they don't get to walk the halls. You know, they're working other jobs. They don't right. get to see that every day. Right. Um, but yeah, one of our projects has been a solar array and um, one of the local companies here, Rudolph Libby and Gem Energy, which is a national company, I believe, they have the ability to help us out with that. So we're going to be installing a small in the scheme of what is, what our building needs, but 
a solar array that will power about 35% of our K-12 facility. Oh, wow. Um, and on top of that, it comes with the ability for our science teachers to have access to the data, see how much electricity is being um, produced, where it's going, how it's affecting the school district, and turn that into some educational lessons and things for the students as well. Um, so we're excited. Hopefully, we'll uh, break ground on that as soon as school ends and it'll be up and running for next school year. 35%. That's a good chunk of power for the dish, for the building. It is. It, it should make a significant difference long-term. Um, it's uh, no cost to the district to put in. Okay. Um, and another company comes in and basically we buy the electricity from another company. And then over the course of time, the school ends up owning the array as a whole. It's kind of like a lease. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. And, but it, it allows us to bring the energy in. It allows us to do the educational pieces and it ends up not costing the district in the end. And was that a, um, a long-term planning process to think about that and implement that? What, what was that like? We've been talking about it probably for two, two and a half years. Okay. Um, there's, there's some other districts in our county that have done projects that are similar or even larger. Um, so, you know, talking to them, making sure it worked, making sure it was going to be a good fit for what we need. Um, it took a little while to put everything, all the pieces together with a company we were happy with. Um, yeah. Gem Energy is a great company and we're looking forward to that uh, installation this summer. That's exciting. Exciting. I always like to talk about the process a little too, because, you know, when I know we mentioned the board and you working with them on various things, it's, it, it's important that I think the, the public, even others know that the process is there to help make sure money is spent wisely, effectively, and that there's accountability. I mean, it's, it's one of those words that no one likes to talk about, like, oh, but it's important because the transparency and visibility and accountability helps you do your job even better, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, again, we're, I'm, I'm fortunate in my role yeah. with the group that I work with. Um, but open and honest communication has to be there. Yeah. So we're all there for the same reason. You know, this, this isn't my school district. It's the community's school district, and I'm hired to run it the best I can. And you can't do that without support and transparency and making sure that uh, everybody's mm -hmm. comfortable with what's going on. And because we do try to operate that way, I think it gains us support from our community and keeps us in the, the good graces of everybody. I love that. I love that you do so much communication. And I noticed that you were part of a training for BASA, the Buckeye Associated School Administrators last year. Learn from the field, tools for communicating with stakeholders. And it's it's yeah. actually really cool that you you value that. And I as I was again, I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know, what when you look at that kind of session where you go to present and talk about what you've done, how do you approach it? Like, how do you put it together? And, and what, what is your engagement like with the, the folks that are listening and learning? Yeah. Well, first I'm impressed. You did your homework. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, last June. So for the last couple of years, I've been involved in different uh, committees for the Buckeye Association of mm. School Superintendents. Um, 
And the communications committee is the one I've kind of stuck with the last few years because I do think that that's an important thing. I think it gets overlooked sometimes because we do get so busy and keeping the flow of information out to your community, but not just the flow. It's also the fact that you have to tell your story. You have to put out the positives. You have to put out the great things that are happening in your district that not everybody gets to see because they don't get to come in and walk the halls and see everything that's going on. Absolutely. Um, Being a small district, we don't have a communications director. So one of the things that I shared last year, and I'm actually presenting at the same conference again this coming June. Oh, great. It's just how to make, how to make that work in a small district. Mm. Um, now, I cannot take all the credit for that communication. We have a fantastic teacher, uh, Christina Toflinski, who actually has a period in her day where she does some of those pieces. We can send her whatever we need put out, and she turns it into a great social media post. She's fantastic at that. But the, the vision of communication and keeping information flowing, and um, I mentioned before we started that uh, one of our overarching goals um, this year was putting out that positive message. Mm-hmm. And we, mm-hmm. we use, we use the hashtag we get to. And oh, I like that. You know, I asked, I asked the teachers at the beginning not to get bogged down by that feeling of, Oh, it's so hard to be a teacher. It's so hard to do our jobs. And remember that we get to teach music. We get to draw with students. We get to teach them how to read how to write. We get to teach biology and anatomy and, mm-hmm. you know, just fun. The fun that we get to have as adults in our field while teaching students what we love and not to lose sight of that because yeah. it is, it is a great job, um, especially when you work in such a great community. I love that. I like that. I know we get to do this podcast like, Hey, Right. right. It, you're right. It's true. And to have to have partner and someone who actually loves to do that social media and is into it too. It's nice to have that consistency of message because there's always something. I mean, there's so many things to celebrate in, in schools and just who you are and what you do. Um, it, it um, you know, in the midst of the communication and the stakeholders, are there any stakeholders that, in the business community and around you that you work with on a regular basis? When you think about career tech and voc ed and all that stuff that's going on too, because I know there's a push to bring manufacturing back to the U S you know, and Ohio was a massive hub of industrial expansion for the U S for years. Still is. I mean, a Honda of America and Airstream, and there's still massive infrastructure there. That's still there may not be used, but it's there. Yeah. Northwood being a smaller city. Um, we, we don't have, you know, massive um, commercial groups in the, in the district, but um, we do have some great partnerships, first and foremost, with our city itself. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, our, our police department and school partner with a school resource officer, um, whereas some schools have to do that all on their own. Um, we have uh, business meetings monthly with all the businesses that, want to be involved. Sorry, my lights shut off. <laughs> There's hopefully that efficiency. There's it. Hopefully you can edit that part. Um, <laughs> but we, we have some great businesses that, 
come in for business meetings with our city and we host those at our board office building. Um, so partnering with them. Uh, FedEx has a, a very large um, stamp here in Northwood. Uh, we have Herzl Canning um, here okay. in Northwood, which uh, has scholarships for the school and they come in every year and work with us. Mm. Um, so there, there's a lot of small businesses in the area that will donate you know, prizes for groups, for after proms, for student councils, for fundraising, for the music department. Um, so we, we don't have a ton of business, but we have a lot of business that will still support our school district, which is so important. Yeah. Um, and then we have a yeah. lot of staff that in turn will support those businesses. And if, if there's a local restaurant, our staff definitely goes there and you know, orders on Fridays or goes out to eat, and things like that, to, to try to make sure that we're supporting those that support us too. That does make a difference, you know, when, when you show up and you support the community, plus who doesn't like to eat out? Like, hey, let's go out to eat. Yeah. Get some good local exactly. food. <laughs> I like that. I like the partnerships. And this, like you said, with the city, I mean, I can't, it's got to be such a crazy world as a superintendent if the city and the district don't get along. I mean, wow, that would just be painful. Yeah, the you got to have those partnerships so that when a new business does come in, there's good communication when there's like just last week, I I was invited to uh, one of the architectural control meetings Mm. just to be able to hear about a new development that might happen in the city. Just, you know, having that knowledge that, okay, this might be a year away, but there could be more students moving in over there. It's important. And uh, our, our communication with our city has been very good. Stay ahead of the curve, right? That's also a superintendent's job, hopefully. Trying to stay ahead of the curve and know what the school funding is going to be and know what's coming. And yeah, it's, there's a lot to it, but it's, it's a great job. I mean, you've been doing it a while now. What would you say that, like at the end of the day, when you're just relaxing and you're thinking about, I mean, every day is different. I know that. I was just thinking, what are some of the things that you always come back to and go, oh, I just love my work. I love the people. And I loved what I get to do. There's a lot, you know, that, which, which is great. Um, yeah. There are days you go home, you're tired. There's been a lot of meetings that day, a lot of, you know, trying to get things done. But, you know, what, what it comes back to is the nights there's, Hey, there's a basketball game tonight. I'm going to go to the basketball game chat with all the staff that are there, talk to some of the parents, see the kids, you know, doing what they love to do uh, or a band concert or a choir, or, you know, we're, we're a week away from our musical, which is one of the biggest things, you know, groups in our district too. And mm-hmm. just seeing the, the competition and how students, you, you know, you, you saw as 10 year olds walking the hallways, um, turning into juniors in in high school and, you know, throwing down a dunk in a basketball game. It's, it's just <laughs> awesome. fun, fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the, and being a small enough district to actually, you know, know the families and know the kids. It's, it's a lot of fun. Wow. I love that. I just think about the joy that you get to experience seeing all the kids and the families. And you said graduation, the speeches, which I know you said student centered. It's just, 
it sounds like a really neat area. Um, you know, I, like I said, you know, I know the Cleveland area better than any other area in Ohio. How different is West Side versus East Side, and you know the communities? And I mean, every place in a state is different. I know that. What makes that area around your school pretty special around Toledo in that area? Well, one of the the things I haven't mentioned is um, our school district also has open enrollment. Oh, okay, nice. And for those who don't know, like you know, uh, you can go, you can live in one district and potentially enroll in a district next door or something like that. So we do have a lot of students that come to us um, from Toledo, but, you know, living in Cleveland and going back there a lot, because I still have family there. Toledo is quite a similar city. Mm, Um, mm. There's the same things, but like the minor leagues, they have the Toledo mud hens, the Toledo walleyes. So there there's things to go see. There's things to do. Um, they have a nice theater. They, that we go to um, with right. students quite often. They have a great zoo. Um, they have the imagination station, which is like a science center there. And all of that is about 15 minutes away from Northwood. Just oh, that's road. nice. And then you can go South a little bit and you're in Bowling Green, which, you know, then you've got the college down there. You've got the University of Toledo, you know, 30 minutes up the road, you cross into the Michigan state line and you can get to Detroit or any of those schools. Um, So I I think the nice piece of where Northwood is located is that proximity and availability of all of those things fairly close. That's a good point. I, it's always good to learn about the communities around. It. And I've, it's been fun to learn about the communities around all the schools where they're located. Cause you just don't know. It's such a diverse place, Ohio. Yeah, it's a big state and you know, and you have yeah. the lake right in your backyard. Don't you? Yep. Not too far. Lake Erie, uh, mommy Bay area is probably the, the nicest area over on our end, but yeah, it's probably about 30 minutes away too. Especially in the summer, right? Go up there, hang out at the lake. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that i mean those lakes are like oceans they're so big they're absolutely massive like yeah i i'm not a boater but there's a lot of a lot of people in the area who are boaters and will be out on the lake very very soon especially if the weather doesn't ever get too cold on us i've heard i've heard it's been pretty warm there this year yeah it it has uh i hear it from my kids all the time we've had one snow day all winter <laughs> And uh, that's not what we're used to in this area. Usually you get at least five, maybe even six. This year we've had one. And even that one was kind of iffy. So you're like, whoa. You know, so I think California, we're paying all the heating bills for the world right now with how cold it's been out here. You guys like get a break in your heating bills this year. (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't been too bad. It hasn't been too bad. A lot of rain lately instead of snow. Oh, that's true. That changes a little more flooding. You know, it's interesting because that, you know, weather and seasonality and those things, it, I mean, you have to think about everything as a superintendent, don't you? Yeah. The, the biggest change, I guess, in the jobs was probably getting up and making sure the roads and stuff are good every single morning. No <laughs> fog. There's a lot of fog in Northwest Ohio too. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And, you know, having to deal with that, but 
it's 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 okay. We've got a good transportation director. We've got good people around to help make those decisions. So I'm not I'm not out there on an island on those things. <laughs> sure, there was a superintendent down in Georgia. In Pike County, Mike Duncan, he's like, whenever I do a snow day, I never go alone. Always check with the people around you. Is that similar to you too? Check with the other supers. You know, what? one of the, the <laughs> unique things about Northwood is we are eight miles by one mile. Okay. So there are times where a lot of the schools in our county will have to shut down because they have rural roads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The city has their own plows and own own street crew and things. And sometimes we don't. And I'll tell you, I'm a very popular person when everyone else has to close and we don't. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes it's it's a little different for us because we are a little smaller geographically, too. Oh, that's kind of cool. That does make a big difference. You're right. (laughs) It's funny. You're like eight by one. I'm like, okay, that puts it in a whole different perspective when you start thinking about it that way with the kids yeah. and schools. And it sounds like with the, you, you mentioned you have a high number of special um, education students. It sounds like you have the services and the teachers to meet the needs and people come for that, which is incredible too. Yeah. The, I mean, you have to hire what you need to serve Dude. the population you have. So you know, we, we have some amazing intervention specialists. Mm. Um, we also have quite a few paraprofessionals on our staff to help serve kids that do a fantastic job, too. And um, whether or not they come here because of that, I don't know, or mm. if it's just the way geographically it's landed. Um, but we definitely have the staff in place to do what we need to do for that population of students. And, you know, the the state report cards come out every year in Ohio and rank schools and, you know, put them in, in order. And you can almost take that order and turn it into district wealth. Mm, and it's still true. the same order, but regardless, that's what we deal with. Um, right. But right. in, in, in our area, uh, one of the, the spots that we focus on is progress and on, on our state report card in progress, we were one of only two schools in our county and one of only, I think, seven out of like 70 plus in our region that scored the highest rating on progress. And oh, nice. you know, I, I think I think I said before, our, our three goals are student performance, student growth and student well-being. And they're not always in that order, <laughs> but student growth is at the top there. And that shows that what our staff is doing, and even though our students might have different needs, they're growing and they're growing as expected or higher than expected. And that that's a huge thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's massive. I mean, that's why you're there to help them and, and to be able to show it and know that that's happening. That's just really, really good news to share. I like that. And it's been great to hear you share the good news with the district. I know anything else you want to share before we wrap things up and just sign off and um, wish the Browns well for off season to get some <laughs> good talent. <laughs> well, we certainly hope so. Um, I guess the, the only other piece I would say is uh, one of the things we're very proud of is um, our local newspaper, the Toledo blade um, has a top workplaces um, event every single year and we've been nominated for consecutive years and we have been selected for consecutive years. 
which for us would be 2020, which was before COVID, two years through COVID, and again this year. And, you know, so four years in a row as one of the top workplaces recognized in Northwest Ohio. And it shows the support that our community gives our staff, that our staff who are the ones who fill out the survey feel great about working. Yeah. And and that's that's the piece for us. We've we've got a fantastic staff, fantastic community, and you put those two things together and it's a great place. I mean, it's truly again, I mean, congratulations to you and your team for getting recognized and for doing the amazing work you do with the kids. And it sounds like you're inspired every day to do it by them with that passion. Every day. Every day. I'm inspired by our staff. I'm inspired by our kids. Um and the support of our community. Well, I really appreciate your time, Jason. What a, what a pleasure to meet you as always, you know, I I really appreciate that and definitely hope, you know, these next few months before summer rolls out, I know it gets really busy with testing and everything for the rest of the year, but uh, superintendent never sleeps, right. Or they sleep a little bit. (laughs) We, We sleep a little bit. We sleep a little bit. Principals have a tough job. Staff has a tough job. That's true. You know, I'm just one of the, one of the wheels on the cog. So I, I really appreciate the opportunity to share our story. You're welcome. You're welcome. What a pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Plexus High School Leadership Podcast Series. If you'd like more information on this podcast or Plexus, please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. Thank you.